Hello, my name is Andy Staples and I'm joined today by Holly Smith, consultant based in Hong Kong and formerly of the Office of the United States Trade Representative. Holly, thank you for joining us and thank you also for uh, submitting an article that we've recently published titled A New Era in US-Hong Kong Relations. Could you tell us a little bit about what the paper's about? Thanks, Andrew. Um, so the paper is about what's happened over the last year or so um, in relations between the U.S. and Hong Kong. Uh, the U.S. has sort of a special um, posture towards Hong Kong that's um, governed by a specific policy act that was passed in 1992 um, that governs sort of uh, economic and trade relations between the U.S. and Hong Kong. And in the last year, in the last six months, in fact, um, the U.S. declared under this law and a follow-on law that um, that Hong Kong is no longer autonomous for the purposes of U.S. law, and therefore um, its treatment um, of Hong Kong um, is changing and has changed quite a bit recently. Um, so, for example, uh, uh, the U.S. has changed its export controls policy towards Hong Kong. It's changed, it's made a requirement that goods exported from Hong Kong um, need to be labeled as if they're from China. Um, it's uh, revoked some treaties, including an extradition treaty and also a tax, uh, a reciprocal taxation treaty. And of course, probably most significantly, um, it's imposed sanctions on Hong Kong leaders and leaders from China. Um, and um, May is threatening to impose sanctions on financial institutions operating in the territory. So, Holly, what, what's prompted this change uh, in the relationship between the, uh, the US and Hong Kong? And that's the first part of the question. The second would be, of course, we just had an election in the US. Um, how might this change, if at all, under a Biden administration? So the change was prompted. I mean, it's really it's in some ways it's been building over the last few years as the US is required under its own laws to sort of evaluate Hong Kong's autonomy from the mainland. And, um, you know, with increasing alarm, the State Department has said, you know, that sort of autonomy has been ebbing away. And with the imposition of the national security law earlier this year on Hong Kong, um, that was kind of the final straw for U.S. authorities to say um, Hong Kong is truly no longer autonomous. Um, and in some ways, the U.S. law is sort of um, restrictive in this way. It, a recent change made in 2019 actually required the State Department to certify Hong Kong's autonomy in order to continue this preferential treatment. And that, um, so they really uh, felt like they had no choice but to, to certify um, that Hong Kong is no longer autonomous. Um, this can always be reversed if, um, if policies between, uh, from Beijing change um, and Hong Kong regains its autonomy in the view of the US government. Um, but uh, a Biden administration I think would likely continue with this determination that Hong Kong is no longer autonomous and possibly will continue with many of the moves the Trump administration has made, um, particularly with respect to sanctions and export controls. Okay. It's certainly going to be interesting to see how trade policy is going to uh, evolve under a Biden presidency. But but earlier on, let me take you back. You, you mentioned that there, there might be additional uh, actions that the states uh, could take. And I think you mentioned financial uh, sector. Could, could you elaborate on that? So there, there are a few things that um, uh, the Biden administration could do, or um, even the Trump administration could do while it's still in place. Um, for example, um, some some 
people have feared that the U.S. would somehow um, limit access to the U.S. dollar clearing system or um, hinder Hong Kong dollar convertibility in some way, um, given that uh, the U.S. government sort of controls the, the levers of those to a certain degree. Um, I think those fears are a bit overblown. I think that would be very um, damaging to the global economy if the U.S. were to take that kind of action. Mm. But um, U.S. authorities could do things like they could impose more stringent export controls than they have already. They could um, uh, heighten CFIUS reviews of Hong Kong investments. That's certainly something they could do and even the Biden administration might do. Um, they could they could impose tariffs on Hong Kong as they do on China. However, I think the Biden administration is very unlikely to do that, um, given that I expect them to be a bit more respectful of WTO commitments that the U.S. has made. Um, so there are a few things that could be done. There could be uh, more legislation coming out of the U.S. Congress that calls for even more sanctions. Um, and certainly what's pending right now is a decision from the U.S. Treasury Department about financial institutions that may um, be subject to follow on sanctions um, on the following on the sanctions placed on individuals. In fact, yesterday, uh, four more individuals from Hong Kong and China were uh, subject to sanctions by the US. Okay, thanks. And, and just in the final 30 seconds or so, how has all this been received in, in Hong Kong? Uh, well, from the authorities, very negatively, um, but I also think they're being very cautious about pushing back too hard. I think they realize that the U.S. is in transition and are probably hoping for the best from the Biden administration and also probably don't want to anger Trump too much as he's on his way out the door. So um, I think they're being they're angry, but cautious. OK, well, look, Holly, thank you very much. And I'll just direct all the uh, listeners to our website, heinrichfoundation.com, where they'll be able to download this paper. Thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to the next time we can talk. Thank you.